0: Hello, everybody. Hi, this is John the Ram Redhead Show, Relive on on Hello. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome you. I I was looking... I have to apologize. It's been a crazy last few weeks. Um, uh, Because I went back and I looked at the last time I did a live show, and it was like October 25th. So it's been a long time, people. And I'm gonna tell you all about the reasons why and uh, all that good stuff. So we're gonna get right into the program. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. So um, I'm going to start the show with a quote that I shared with you on the Facebooks that I liked it. I'm gonna reiterate, but then remember it says, "Remember, you're only young once." But you can be immature forever. (laughs) Okay. So, that's good to know. Okay. 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 Now, one thing I did want to tell you that, see, at the end of October, um, Roger and I were not sure if we were going to be in the area. And I think he had meetings or something. So, we decided at the end of the month to go vote early. And we went to the um, local downtown office to go vote. And uh, it was... It was really easy, real quick and easy. So we we did that, and um, so that was fun. So we voted, and then of course, um, well, you know, it kind of didn't turn out the way that we wanted, you know, because we have President Yam now, and uh, and I am to be honest with you, I'm scared to death of uh, him being in office because i think he's a big turd monster and the other thing is that he's an inc- poop. and uh the other thing is is that when he met with obama he's like well i had no idea that uh, you know a lot of things i'd have to deal with and um and then one of the things he he was told his uh staffers that he didn't want to talk about who he would want to appoint to any of the positions because he didn't want to jinx himself And then when he met with Obama, he said, oh, wow, I didn't realize all that was involved. And I was like, yikes, you know, and he didn't know that he had to hire the staff and all this stuff. And it's just ridiculous. So um, I don't know. And then Obama said that he's going to um, help him with the transition. And I'm like, (laughs) I would let him. But then I think it's I think it's amazing that Obama said that and is willing to do that. Let's see if he actually does. But, it, I mean, I just think it really takes, um, it just shows you the kind of person that Obama is, that he's willing to uh, do that for Trump after all the negative things that Trump has done over the years to him. And so, I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's crazy. And uh, and I'm really worried about the people that he's going to appoint to be part of his Staff and you know they're talking about Sarah Palin, they're talking about Rudy Giuliani, um, Chris Christie, and and then he picked this guy that's the head of Breitbart or whatever the hell it is, and he's a you know alternate rights, uh crazy psycho and white supremacist or whatever, and the KKK and all of them are like, yay, we love this guy. Ooh. Okay, so I to be honest with you, ever since the election, I've been really sad and really depressed. And I'm glad I didn't do a show on the day of the election because obviously we wouldn't have known the results by then. Uh, but I was just like, I don't want to be on the show. And then to be honest with you, when I was watching the election, I was they started off, the, oh, Hillary's going to win, Hillary's going to win. She's got so far ahead. She's going to win, she's going to win, she's going to win, she's going to win. And all the polls were wrong and all this stuff. And so it just by 11 o'clock, and then Roger says, oh, well, 538 website is now calling for Trump to win. And I said, OK, that's it. And I got really pissed off. And I said, I'm going to bed. I don't care. I'm turning everything off. I'm not looking at anything. I'm not going to do it. And then the next morning I woke up and uh, I saw that he won. And I was very upset. Very, very, very upset. And and I'm not looking forward to the next four years of this doofus. And uh, the only thing I thought was absolutely hilarious was that Stephen Colbert last night, um, I watched a little clip. And he made a comment about what I just said about how uh, Obama had met with Trump and that they talked and how Trump had no idea the, the amount of that he would be involved in. And uh, and then Stephen Colbert says, oh, well, you know, and Obama said that he's willing to help him learn the job and so that there's a smooth transition. He goes, "What is what would that be called? Hmm. And he's like, and of course he does a much better job than I did, but he goes, what'd that be? like uh an apprentice and the whole audience and even I was like oh you know so if you want to see it you should go um I'm sure it's all over the interwebs and you can see it now but it was really funny and um so that was good so I just want to say that um you need to we all need to be concerned and uh hopefully and you know I don't know. It's just, it just scares the poopoo out of me. So I don't want to get on a rampage about that. And I know, uh, but we'll just see, we can all hope for the best and uh, pray that it works out. So, okay. Now, one other thing I did want to say about that I've been trying in, you know, before the election is that I was trying to focus on the good things that are in my life and things that make me happy and stuff like that. So what I do is I try to do every day. There's been some days I've Missed and I've been bad, but I'm trying to do every single day. I'm on Instagram um, in case you like to follow me, it's on Ramble Redhead on Instagram. And what I do is I post um, photos on a daily basis. And there's a hashtag, it's called 100 Days of Happiness. And then you're supposed to post a picture every day, and then you're supposed to write a little blurb about whatever it is that makes you happy. And so every day for a while, I've been doing different things. Like number one was was roger and number two you know was you know different things like you know like the the cats and the you know and my vehicle and you know and music and the ipad and you know and crap like that well day 11 happened to be um a triple chocolate cookie um that i bought at arby's and if you like arby's they have this gerardelli chocolate cookie and they're hot and they're gooey and they're yummy and it's delicious you have to check that out. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. So there you go. And uh, so I'm just going to go tell you about some things that's been going on. And uh, I, I just think that it's uh, it's been interesting the last few weeks. And I've been doing a lot of things around the house. And then uh, I went traveling to a sales meeting. And that's why I wasn't uh, available two weeks ago. And then, of course, the election was last week. So um, um, so there you go. But if you like to follow me on there, you can. Um, it's uh, on Instagram. And then, of course, I'm normally posting the um, the pictures. Um, do get on to Twitter? And sometimes they get on to Facebook. So there we go. Now, one of the other things I've been doing is I've been sharing some horrible, horrible, horrible puns. So t- during the course of this evening... I will be reading some of these. Now, some of you probably already read these, but I'm going to share them with the listening world that may not follow me on the Facebooks and uh, to try to bring some levity uh, to this discussion. Okay. A man walked into a chimney store and asked, how much for this one? The salesman replied, it's on the house. Okay. Um, I told Roger that, and he looked at me and rolled his eyes, and he goes, there's no such thing as a chimney store. So there you go. Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you is that, see, I asked Roger. I said, Roger, you know, if you were to list, you know, your happy things, the things that make you happy, you know, and I told him that, you know, I picked you as my number one, the day one. And I was just wondering, what would you pick? And he goes, my car. <sharp inhale> Rude. Okay. So hashtag, oh, Roger. Okay. There you go. Um So I wanted to slap him. Just slap a little hard, okay? <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. Um. Oh, by the way, um, three years ago, three years ago, ladies and gentlemen, on October October thirty first, I purchased my n- vehicle at the time, which was the uh, two thousand and fourteen Ford Escape, and uh, well, it had its birthday on Halloween, so yay! Happy birthday to my vehicle. Yes. And then, because, see, every time around this time of year it happens, I always get a little giddy goo goo ka because because um, around this time of year is also um, two things that are very, very important to me. And uh, and the other one is important to me is, uh, of course, Roger. <laughs> now I'll get to that in just a moment. But it's hard to believe that I bought the vehicle three years ago at the end of the month of October, and it had a whopping 900 miles on it because I don't know if you remember the story, but I bought the vehicle from this dealership who bought it back from this old man who decided that he did not like the Ford Escape, even though he was not the driver. His daughter or son would drive it, and he was just the passenger, but he hated it. So he made the daughter take him back to the dealership, and he traded in and got a Ford Escape, and or not, I mean, not a Ford Escape, but a Ford Edge, and uh, so I got one hell of a deal because this guy did not my like his part Escape. And I have to say, overall, it's been doing really, really good. And I've been very happy with it. Um, in fact, now I have over 91,000 miles. So that tells you how much I drive all over the freaking state of Indiana. And Michigan and uh, Ohio. So it's been a lot of uh, driving. Okay. Okay, so happy birthday to my vehicle. Now the other thing I want to tell you um, is this is a little life lesson I share, and it drives my friend Doug Mappin' crazy, <laughs> but I don't care because he's nuts. Okay, but the life lesson was try to love yourself as you want someone else to love you, because I think that's a, lo- a amazing thing. Is like another quote I heard was if your friend talked to you like you talk to yourself. Would you be friends with that person? And I thought that was very, very powerful. So I just want you to think about that. So as you're going through the day and if something doesn't go the way that you want and you're like, oh, my God. And you uh, ramble and rant and criticize yourself about what you do, what you look, how you do, how you feel, whatever then you might wanna give yourself a break and remember to love you for you, okay? And then one of my lovely um, Facebook friends uh, shared a picture, says positive mind, positive vibes, positive life, okay? Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you that I thought was really interesting is that there's two people who I had talked to at my sales meeting. One was a coworker and the other was my boss. And I thought it was really funny is that during the course of the four days uh, that we were all together um, one of the, both of them at some point both said to me, "Oh, I really hate negative people Now if you think about that phrase, I really hate people who are negative. And I'm thinking that wouldn't that statement right there be negative? <laughs> and then I thought it was really funny is that during the course of the meeting, the co said, Well, I think this is wrong. And then I thought it was really funny is that my boss, because at one point we had a separate meeting of just our region, and we were together for an hour and a half. And you think that if you're a manager and you want to motivate the staff, because to be honest with you, uh, as far as the company as a whole, we're, we're not doing the greatest, um, in one particular department and, uh, I'm of course doing fine. <laughs> and, uh, and so there's one part where she, my manager actually said, I want you, cause you have to consider your territory as your business and you have to understand that your territory is your thing and you got to manage it and you got to cover it. And she said, what I'd like to do is I'd like to go around the room and I'd like for you to tell me what you think, uh, your number is as far as the percentage toward your annual goal. So like, for example, if like me, um, I told her that I was at 90% of my number, which I knew that I was, I was, was, and then what happened was, uh, I don't know what date she looked at it, but, um, she had it at 91. So I was a little bit higher. Um, but a lot of the reps were like several numbers off. And so she said, well, this just proves that if you don't know where your number is, you don't know where you are, your date, then how are you going to know what you need to do in order to achieve it? And so she was just going on and on about that. So negative. And then she says a little bit more and she said another negative. And then a little bit later, she said another negative. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, during this hour and a half, I think she only said like three things that were positive. And so I just thought, well, if you want to people to be more positive, then why are you projecting all this negativity? Because if you're in the sales, you know that salespeople are a very fragile uh, beast. And when they're down and they're having a bad time, the last thing they need is to have someone say, wow, you're really sucking this month. you know. And so what they decide to do is that for all the people that, see, what they do is the way this job works is that during the summer, we start the year in April. And during the summer, you know, June, July, August are the busiest months. So what they do is they front load our annual number and they put all the the bigger number during those period of time. So I get it, I understand, and that's what they do. Well, what happens is then if you're not at your goal at 80% of your number, they predict that you're probably not going to make your annual number if you do not make it by the six months. Because if you haven't made it during the busiest time, then you're probably gonna have a much harder time to make your number, which is true. And, uh, so what they decided to do is for years, because on this is, well, this is another milestone. I forgot to say, um, that on November the 2nd, um, I celebrated my seventh year at my job. So, um, so, so I just thought it was kind of interesting that they decided of all the times this year is there was so many reps that were not at their 80% of the number that they decided to give them all, uh, performance improvement plan which is the pip and so it's a so what they have to do is that every week they have to contact their manager they have to tell them about their appointments what they're planning and doing um what they're going to try to do to make up their numbers so that they're at over 80 percent and so what i did is i went and looked and there are a lot of reps that are in this position so it just means more work for the rep it means more work for the manager and uh and all it does is put a lot of extra pressure In fact, one of the reps that I know was told that um, she was on a program, and then uh, they were said, well, if you don't make your number in the next three months, that something's going to happen. And then when she said, well, what's going to happen? They said, well, you'll see. So nothing like a little vague threat to uh, dangle over your head, which is the worst possible time, because we have November, December, and January. We have Thanksgiving in November, um also and of course uh in the month of december with the holidays you know a lot of people take that time off and then you have new years and you have you know a bunch of other you know different days in january that are could be potentially conflicts so it's just it's like they're setting everybody up for failure and so i'm glad i'm not in that position i'm glad i'm doing well i'm glad i'm ahead of the game But it just it just makes me really sad for my coworkers because I can't imagine the pressure because I know if I've had a bad month or whatever, you know, I already do it to myself, let alone having a manager every week. You have to call and give them your schedule. And like, you know, it's been tough getting appointments. So I'm just, you know, what are you supposed to do? And so it's just very, very frustrating. So I'm trying to think positive for all my reps because I'm thinking if they're if they're going to get rid of people, if they don't make their number. Uh, then they're gonna have a shitload of people who aren't working. So and they're gonna have to get new people, and they're gonna have to train all these people, and they're gonna have to go through that whole, you know, transition. And I'm like, Eesh. so it's kind of scary. So between President Yam and then this going on, it was kind of um, now one other thing I did want to say at the sales meeting that happened, which I thought was was cool, is that you know it was the f- the first week of November, I was at the um, at the sales meeting, and uh, what they did is uh, the boss's boss. She got up and she spoke um, to the group, and she said, "I would like the following people to uh, stand up when you hear your name." And uh, so I thought it was really interesting that um, that my name was one of the people that got called. And she said, "You see all these people?" And it says, "All these people deserve a round of applause." And then everybody clapped. And then they said, well, the reason why is because they're at over the year to date number, which is good. Yay. And then uh, they had another criteria and they called my name and I got to stand up. And uh, they said, these people met this goal. Yay. And then like as soon as I sat down, she said, "Okay, the following people. And then she said my name again. And I got up for the third time and they said, these people met their annual goal in this department. Yay. So I was like, woohoo. So I was like really happy. So that's a great way to start the meeting. You know, something positive. You know, and so I thought it was really good. But see, the one thing about the company is that what they do is they do things like this, but then they go to people who are not at that number or not met that goal, and they say, "Oh, you are so close." You know, and how do you think that makes a person feel? You know, "Oh, you're just so close, but you're not there. You just keep going." You know, so it's kind of like they rub it in uh and the faces of the people that are having a tough time so just imagine if you're sitting there you're having a tough year and you're going mm, and then you see all these people who are doing better than what you're doing and you know in each state's different each area is different each territory is different so there's a lot of parameters of why uh things might be happening but i don't know it's just it's just been a little frustrating so then what happens a little bit later um we had a little lunch and they always normally have some weird stuff for lunches uh but they did a lot better this time and right after we got done eating, they said, oh, we'd like to uh, do a little recognition. And I was like, okay, what are they gonna do? This is mid-year that... And uh, what they decided to do was, see, so we have two different divisions of the company that I work with. And um, and one side is selling and the other is, is purchasing. And so the the selling part of things is something newer to our department. And so what they did is we'd like to recognize the following people for their outstanding sales efforts, and uh, and so a couple of people got recognized. I was not one of those for that, but uh, and I was like okay, you know. And then excuse me, I burp. And then uh, the other one uh, was another part of the business, and I did get picked up for that. In fact, every year I'm shocked. That of all these territories, because my territory is not the biggest one uh, as far as uh, dollar amount. But I think it's really interesting. I'm always one of the top five people for this particular category. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but, but I got recognized for that. And I got a very exciting gift card, a Visa gift card. So, yay! So, that was good. So I was really, really happy and uh, so I, I'm just glad things are going in the right direction. you know I'm moving forward, but it's been incredibly slow lately, but but I'm I'm doing what I gotta do and hopefully I'll make my number soon and then I can uh, keep moving forward. Okay, now the other thing I did want to talk about is here's my butch moment. Uh, the butch moment happened of course that same week. And uh, there was a certain sports event that was going on. I don't know if you guys know what it is. But um, see what they have. And uh, they have this thing with baseball. It's called the World's Theory. Now, normally, people, I hate baseball. I disgust it. I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't like it. It's boring. It's awful. But, of course, the ne- nearby neighbors, um, the Chicago Cubbies, um, had finally made it to the Woods Series. And, uh, you know, so I was kind of curious about, you know, watching a game or two. So um, I watched the last two games and uh, I have to tell you, folks, it was exciting. It was good. I was like, yeah, come on! I was getting especially the last game. It was unfucking believable in case you didn't watch it. Um, you should watch it. it. It was even if you hate sports. I'd have to say that I thought it was an amazing game. It was so incredible. It was so intense. It was like first the Cubs were leading, and then all of a sudden they got far ahead. And I'm like, oh, this is a blowout. They're gonna win. They're gonna do great. And then the other team came up and tied up the thing, and it was like, oh my god, it's tied. Oh my god. And then it went into overtime, and then it started raining, and then it got really intense. And of course, you if you're under a rock, you don't you already know this. So this is no spoiler. But in case you don't know. And uh, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert, just in case. But uh, the Chicago Cubbies won the World Series, ladies and gentlemen. So it was really good. So I loved it. I was happy. I was cheering. In fact, I was cheering so loud that one of my coworkers were in the room next to me. And they said, I could hear you, Tom. I could hear you in your room cheering and clapping and going crazy. Like you're a crazy psycho person by yourself, clapping. So anyway, so <laughs> I just it was good. So, um, but I have to say, I thought it was really good. So I was very, very happy for the um the cubbies winning okay so yay golf clap okay now the other thing i want to tell you oh uh, before i do that let me just check the chat room let me go to the chat room okay i'm reading in the chat room ah! okay um that blue jeans guy regarding president yelp um had said i'm actually considering getting a gun uh Stuff like that. Um good old Roger. Oh. oh. And then David shared something, as like a picture. Oh. Well, let's not go around the room. Okay. Anyway. Oh, by the way. Okay. Uh, we have Mr. Toppy smelling, we have the good humor penguin. We have David that blue just guys. I don't know what happened to the David that blue just guys. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. Okay, um, okay, so anyway, so let's get back to the topic of just, okay, now the other thing I want to tell you about is on November the 1st, I did something crazy, I signed up for the 2017, uh, Hustle Up the Hancock, which will be in February the 26th, and I signed up for that, and I'm going to have to start training, and, uh. Working to get in good shape so that I don't uh, crawl off of there and get all sore and 80. And uh, hopefully I won't have any problems with the leg or the back or anything like that. So um, so there you go. Um, And then also on... um, See, uh, three years ago, I shared this picture and the picture kind of makes me smile but it also makes me sad because and i'll tell you why uh but i wrote uh, many this is what i wrote november 2nd 2013 he says many people i see are writing a post every day for the things they're grateful in their lives and so i thought i would do too here's day one i'm grateful for my family i know there are days i want to scream at one of them said or did and i'm sure they wanted to return the favor of something i did or said since the accident my folks and mainly friends have been there to listen and help me during this stressful time um, in case you don't know, um, back then is when the accident happened and they totaled my vehicle and I had to go buy a new one. And then of course, I had to buy a new one and all that stuff. Um, and I also wrote, uh, I, also both, I almost lost both my parents back in 2001, so I'm very lucky to have them in my life. As I know, many others aren't so lucky. And there's a picture of my mom and dad. And uh, so I, I miss my mom a lot. So it's just seeing her in that picture and she's smiling and uh And I remember that dinner we had, it was really, really good. So, um, so anyway, I was just thinking about her. I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, I can't tell you how, uh, how many times every day I think about her. So it's just been amazing. So there you go. Um, okay. Then, okay. I already talked about the lovely, uh, cubbies. And all the good stuff. Well, now we're going to be up to November fourth. Now, November fourth is a very, very special day. If you didn't know it, you should have it in your calendar because it was the day I was born. Okay, yay. Okay, so um, and I turned uh, the ripe old age of fifty-two on November the fourth, and I got a shitload of happy birthday messages. So I just want to thank everybody um for that. In fact, when I went to my meeting on the last day, um. Uh the very first thing that uh, my boss got up and she was talking about some things. She says, Oh, by the way, we got a birthday today. Happy birthday, Tom. And everybody clapped and everything, yeah, happy birthday. Ooh. So, so I thought that was good. So yeah, and I got a shitload of posts for my birthday. So there was a lot and lots and lots and lots and lots. Um And uh, so I just want to say thank you to everyone uh for doing that. That's awesome. And, uh, well, now I wanted to get you as far as my birthday. I wanted to tell you some things that happened. Because, see, Roger, um, he went crazy way overboard with my birthday. Um, And so, um, see, I didn't know what time I'd be getting home on Friday, which was the day of my birthday. It was the day of the last day of the meeting. So I was texting him on the way home. And I said, I'm on the way home. Hopefully the traffic won't be bad. Because, of course, I was coming from Chicago. And, uh, you know, Friday afternoon you know, the traffic can be quite awful. And then with construction and all this stuff. So, so anyway, I come home and I was so happy to see Roger because I have to tell you folks that, uh, that, you know, when you're with somebody who is as wonderful as Roger has been, um, for all this time, is that when you're home and you're able to have dinner and you're doing things and you, you kind of take those things for granted sometimes. And so when I was at the meeting and I'm gone from um, Tuesday morning until Friday and then you get home or you get done with the evening because the meetings are like really, really early in the morning. And then normally they, you have dinner and you might be done like at six thirty seven. Sometimes it's even later. And uh, so it's just a long day and it's just mentally it's not physically challenged, but it's more mental. And so then when you finally get the chance to get back to the hotel room and you're relaxing, you're kind of like, "Mm -hmm." and then it just made me, you know, miss Roger. And uh, so I was like, oh, Roger, you know, so he's such a sweetie and I love him to pieces. So anyway, so I was missing him a little bit. So when I got home, I was really happy. And then I got home um, on the 4th and I came home and he goes, well, go look at the dining room table. And I'm walking there and he had several presents for me. And, uh, and then sitting there was this, um, cake that he bought me and it said, happy birthday Tom and had flowers and everything. And he got it from, uh, one of the local grocery stores and it's, the he always jokes about it's called the Gucci Martins is what it's called. And what it is, it's in, uh, this kind of risky part of, uh, a nearby town. And so what he did is he special ordered this cake and it was really, really good. And it had like a pudding in the middle of it. And it was really, it was chocolate And had like this whipped cream kind of frosting. It was really good. And uh, if you want to see the picture, you can see the picture. Uh, But he got me the cake. And then he made dinner for me that night. And then after we had dinner, he said that I could open up some of my presents. And, uh, well, one of the presents was that... See, when my mom passed away, what happened was my boss and my boss's boss had sent uh, a plant, um, you know, to me, um, you know, for her. And, uh, And so... I really, when I first got it, I mean, I thought it was a nice gesture and everything, but part of me did not want to have something that reminds me of something that's sad. But uh, Roger was like, no, no, you got to have it and you're going to, I'm going to take care of it. And so what he did is he, he drove all the way of 50 minutes to go to this um, florist place um and what he did is he got the plant uh repotted because it was three different plants and so he got it repotted and he bought new pots for it and he got that done and so i thought that was nice of him to do that so he's been taking care of that and then what he did there there's a photo that i bought when i was down in indy about a year ago and during the course of moving things the 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 glass or the plate that goes in front of the picture um, got broken and so he took it to a place and got that fixed which I thought was really nice, and then the other thing is that uh, see, one of the other things, great things about him is that he's uh, he listens to me when I ramble on about things, and one of the things that I told him uh, was that I have a um, let me get it. It's a Canon. Uh, a, it's a digital. It's a very fancy digital. 3i um camera and i bought it a while ago but i really hadn't played around with it too much and i really told him i said i really would like to start doing more with photography and i would like to learn more about the camera and i like to learn more about photos and i'd really like to start because i love taking photos like when we go to you know the park or you know taking pictures of us or the cats or you know sunsets or something like that so so he was really sweet and he got me two books Uh, One's called Digital Photography Complete Course. Learn everything you need to know in 20 weeks. And so I've been reading that. And then he also got another book called How to Create Stunning Digital Photography. And the cool thing about this one is that, and I forgot what it's called. Let me see if I can... um, Hold on. See, inside the book, there's... um, It's a bunch of photos and stuff. And they actually have... And I I forgot what it's called, but it's... um, Oh, a QR code. In case you don't know what it is, it's a little square. And throughout the book, what they do is they they talk about different topics. Like, for example, this one is about lighting and flash. And no, it's not when you're exposing yourself. Okay. (laughs) Dirty. Okay. Uh, But what it is is... um, they have this QR code and you use your phone or your iPad and what it does, it scans that code. And then what it does is they have 14 hours of video and like for example says to watch a video on buying a flash, scan the QR code or visit and it gives a website. So, and then it has whatever the different topics are and there's videos about testing focus or handholding and low light or group photos or um, you know different things like that. So it's been really, really cool book and so I've been reading it and watching the videos and I've been doing that. So it's been so that's been uh, one of the hobbies I'm now starting to get uh, more involved and uh, so it's really cool. And I also want to just thank again everybody who um, sent me so many amazing birthday wishes, like over 200, 300 birthday wishes on Facebook and Twitter and all that. It was really, really. Um, very, very sweet. So I just want to thank all you people who did that. You know who you am. Um, and then the next morning, um, Roger, um, we woke up on the 5th and, uh, he made me breakfast. And, uh, we had birthday bacon. And, uh, he makes bacon to perfection. Okay. He just does. He's amazing. Okay. And then what he did is he was really, really sweet. He took me to, um... He made a reservation for this restaurant. It's in downtown um, South Bend, and it's called Cafe Navarre. And uh, it's it's kind of like a French restaurant, and they have steaks and all kinds of stuff. And so he and I went there um, for dinner, and uh, and we both. I mean, I oh, I got the cream of mushroom soup. It was amazing. It was quite delicious and uh, it was this thick cream mushroom with this cream and it had hazelnuts in it it was really good and then i ordered the fil- I, I think um, yeah i did we both had fillets and it was really good and if you want to see the picture you can see it on my facebook um and then we got the and uh, that was really good and then what we did is we got uh, we walked down a block away from the the restaurant, and we went to the the Morris, to the Morris Theater, to attend the South Bend Symphony Orchestra. Uh, and what they were doing is uh, music of John Williams, you know the the uh, the you know the creator of many movie themes such as uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and. Uh, E.T. and... I think it was E.T. And, of course, Star Wars. And uh, so a bunch of different ones. And he did Jaws, of course. And, uh, well, it was the first time that um, Roger and I went to... um Ah, shit. My phone is... Okay, this is another pet peeve of mine, folks, is that my phone has decided to die... And uh, the battery is shit. Oh great. I can't even get my phone to I was charging my phone while I was oh there we go. I was charging my phone while I was uh waiting to record my trip. Uh because I wanted to uh play a little snippet. Um, if it will allow me. Uh of because what I did is we went to go see the show and uh when we bought the tickets, the symphony symphony was very cheap. It was like thirty some dollars. And we ended up getting front row seats. And uh and so I posted a picture of us in the front row, and then I also posted a picture of the orchestra and it was really cool. And of course when they did the jaws theme, uh there was someone in the back and they had the you know, the the top of the chart, the fin or whatever, and it was it was don't, do blowing, you know, playing the music that they had the shark fin pop up. And I didn't see it at first, but everybody was laughing. I'm like, what the hell? What everybody And Roger was laughing. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden I saw it. And uh, it was uh, really funny. Well, then what they did is they did all the different ones, and it was really good. It was fun. And then at the very end, they said, okay, we're going to do this song. They did three songs from Star Wars. So, I um, mean, they did, in the, I think it's Imperial theme, then Princess Leia theme, and then, of course, they did the original theme for star wars and um so the thing is as they were doing it um the very first song uh the stormtroopers and darth vader comes out and darth vader has his lightsaber and he walks up on the stage and and then he stands there for a second and the music going you know whatever it is and then he leaves and then they did the princess leia theme and it was very peaceful and calm and it was I mean, it was really good. And then, of course, then they just... Oh, now it's the theme for Star Wars! And then, of course... Then what happens to all these people are coming from the back of the theater, and they walk up the main line, and, the, and there's a bunch of little kids, and one little kid looked like Princess Leia, and the other one looked like a little rebel, and then another one, there was a woman that was dressed up like a rebel, and then uh, they had the stormtroopers, and they're coming up on the stage, and every, the little girl, she was a little tiny girl, and she had a lightsaber in her hand, and the thing was, is and she walks up on the stage and you know i I don't know if they did a rehearsal with her or what but the next thing you know she's like staring at the audience and then the music's going dun, 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 you know behind her and all of a sudden she turns and looks at them and then she looks at us and then she looks down at a lightsaber and she's rubbing it on the floor and then she's looking she's got this look on her face like Oh, wow. Look at all these people. Wow. Look at all the music. Oh my God. And then what happens is all of a sudden Darth Vader is walking from behind um, all the people that are on the stage and in front of the orchestra. So it was just, it was just, you know, and then what he did is he walked right in the middle of the floor. And then the next thing you know, uh the, the woman who is the other rebel kept telling her to move, and so she kept moving like a step at a time. Keep moving, can step a little time, and she kept moving, and she kept doing that over and over, and then finally she got to the center, and then Darth Vader is walking behind her. Well, she's not she's completely oblivious that Darth Vader is walking uh behind her, and I don't know if he was there before or what, but then all of a sudden she starts doing that head thing where she's looking at the audience and Then she looks behind her. And then as she looks behind her, all of a sudden she looks up and she sees this big, huge Darth Vader. And she goes, you know, and she was kind of like startled. And then she kept looking at him like with her wide eye. And then I would look at her and she just had the most innocent, sweetest face. And all of a sudden I just got the church giggles. I was like, and I was like trying my hardest not to laugh really out loud. And I kept covering my mouth. I was like. And and rogers like don't look at him don't look at him don't look at him <laughs> Cause I was just and then the little girl she just kept looking at the audience looking down rubbing the lightsaber in the floor kept looking at darth vader like is he going to he's got a lightsaber too is he going to hit me with it and then she kept looking and then she's got this live orchestra behind her going da 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 da, da, da. You know? so, so i i could not stop laughing and then i had tears running on my eyes i was just unbelievable. it was just crazy and and then roger's like and uh and then i guess roger told me later that this guy that was a couple seats down kept leaning forward and looking at me like what is going on with this guy what is so funny and i just couldn't i mean i wasn't laughing at the little girl i was just laughing at how she was reacting to things and it was just priceless and i was laughing so hard i i literally i had tears in my eyes i was it was just It just tickled me really funny. Okay, now what I'm going to do is um, I finally got my phone to work. So I'm going to play a little bit of the, the music. You can hear a little clip that I did. Okay, here we go. Oh, come on. God damn it. This is live, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. What the? Oh. Okay. Okay, there you go. But see, that was a little bit, so it was just really funny and I love the show. And I have to tell you folks that I spent, oh, shut up phone. Okay, um, I just want to tell you folks that I've spent t- plenty of money at the Morris to see shows, musicals, plays, all this stuff. And I have to tell you that I spent less money to go see the Symphony of John Williams Music. And I have to tell you that I enjoyed that show more than I did some of these musicals and plays. I got to tell you that. So if you ever, ever thought about going and doing that, uh, I would strongly recommend and uh, you should check it out and it was quite reasonable like I said it was like $35 whatever and it was really really good so I was like was laughing. okay so anyway now the other thing I wanted to tell you about is that C Roger was a, a super duper uh sweet wonderful burp uh, gentle sweetie sweetie okay before I tell you that story you are all going to go oh um, I want to tell you um, here's another pun for you <laughs> alright here we go it says did you hear about the guy whose whole left side was cut off he's alright now <laughs> okay oh by the way in case you don't know November 5th is national redhead day so yay for redheads yay okay now the other thing i want to tell you about is i'm going to read you some statistics about redheads that you probably didn't know and uh i'm going to bore you with it if you already read it already excuse me this is rerun for you okay all right here we go oh shh there's a no i don't want to hear this okay uh, I don't know if you heard the music, but, uh, the number one thing, it says the highest concentration of redheads is in Scotland. So if you like redheads, you got to go to Scotland. They have 13% followed by Ireland with 10% and worldwide only 2% of uh, the world population has red hair. So we're very unique and wonderful, marvelous human beings. Okay. So, um, the next thing is people with red hair are likely more sensitive to pain. Did you know that? Uh, This is because the gene mutation, MC1R, that causes red hair is on the same gene that linked to pain receptors. And it's also the reason why more redheads usually need more anesthesia or dental or medical procedures. Number three, having redhead isn't the only thing that makes redheads unique. They're also more likely to be left-handed, which is not my case. Um, Both characteristics are from recessive genes, which like to come in pairs, which is not a plot. Uh the next one is the redheads probably won't go gray. That's because the pigment just fades over time. So they'll probably just go blonde or even white but not gray. And I do have a little like white on the little temple things, but uh on the top of my head it looks more like blonde, you know. In fact one person said, Yeah and your hair frosted. And I'm like, no. Uh, the next one is: Rumors said that Hitler banned marriage between redheads. Apparently, he thought it would lead to deviant offspring. What? <laughs> Asshole. Okay. Uh, the next one is: Redheads most commonly have brown eyes. The least color, common color, is blue. Um, yes, I do have brown eyes, so I do follow that one. Uh, bees have been proven to be more attractive to redheads. I don't know. I bat those bees away. I say that times real fast. Bat those bees away. Okay. The uh, next one is being a redhead has many health benefits. A study published by the British Journal of Cancer suggests that men with red hair are 54% less likely to develop prostate cancer than their brown or blonde-haired counterparts. All right, and the last thing is redheads usually have less hair than most other people. On the average, only have 90,000 strands of hair, while blondes, for example, have 140. And uh, but, However, redheads tend to have thicker hair, and it looks just as full. Okay, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So those are nine pieces of trivia about the gingers. Okay, so there you go. Okay, here's another bad pun for you because I thought this one was quite cute. I don't trust these stairs because they're always up to something. <laughs> all right, you know what I'm saying? I don't have my water. I need my water stat. Okay. Um All right, and uh, and then on November the 6th, I want to tell you that Roger, my sweet Roger, oh Roger, oh, he um He made bacon two days in a row. In case you don't know, I love bacon. And he makes it amazing. He's a good bacon baker. Okay. (laughs) Okay, there we go. La, 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 la. Okay, now the next thing is that November 6th. um, Well, what happened was because I was traveling on my birthday. And I didn't know what time I was going to get home. And then Roger and I had the dinner and my uh birthday thing and then we went to go see the symphony that we couldn't do with the family dinner on the 5th so we moved that to sunday afternoon and my sister was very very sweet she made a homemade like salisbury steak with the mushroom gravy and it was really good and she made mashed potatoes and she had rolls and peas and all kinds of good stuff and it was good and then she made me this uh, lovely yellow cake, which she doesn't like, but I like it. And she made her homemade g- chocolate frosting. And there was like tons of it on there, and it was really, really good. Now, the other thing is if if you see me sometime soon and you're like, well, Rambo, how the, why'd you get so fat? Well, the reason I got so fat is that my sister made a cake. My dear friend Anthony made a cake for me. Um, then my cousin gave me a th- uh, some cupcakes and and then roger made you know got the cake for me so i had like four cakes to eat over the last week or so so i've been but it's really good okay um the other thing i want to tell you about is that roger and i watched a movie um that evening and it was called the infiltrator with brian cranston and i listened to brian cranston's book um he's it's out now and i thought it was it was good but it wasn't as good as some other books that i've read or listened to so he had some interesting story about like breaking bad and some of the, but some of the stuff was a little i'm full of myself and uh but i do like brian i think he's an amazing actor and there was just some stuff that i thought was a little mm, of all the things you decide to put in a book that's what you decided to put in a book so i i don't know i just thought it was a little um interesting. Um, now, the one thing I, th- I wanted to tell you, I listened to the book by Brian Cranston. I listened to the book by Steve Martin. And I started listening to um, a book by David Spade. And all three of them, of course, are in the entertainment industry. But I thought it was really interesting that all three of them had issues with their fathers. Really, really, and some of them were quite, especially Steve Martin was really, um, really, really sad how his father was to him. Um, and it wasn't until you know, later, um, that, you know, they were able to mend, but it was almost, you know, too late. So, um, so anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Um, and the one thing in Steve Martin's book that I wanted to share with you, um, and it was really powerful to me. In fact, when he read this, you know, I read the, heard this one part, it, it got me, you know, kind of crying because of, you know, when you, like, especially when you lose a parent, um, and you lose them, like I did with my mom unexpectedly. And, it was very quick. Uh, that one of the things he said, well, one of my friends' uh, father was hit as he was walking across the street by a car, and then his mother had committed suicide on Mother's Day. Um, he said, if you have any unresolved issues with your parents, um, and they're starting, you're all starting to get older, you should definitely talk to them about it because you never know if it's going to be too late. And so it got me thinking about that. And in fact, that's what got me, you know, kind of choked up. And a little bit later in the book, there's a part between Steve Martin and his father. And it, and it really kind of hit home with me because to be honest with you, you know, growing up with my father is that he wasn't exactly the father of the year and he did some things. He said some things and, you know, that I, even as an adult now, I, you know, it really had an impact and effect on me. And, uh, and one of the things that, with Steve Martin when his father was unfortunately um, just before he died. um, Steve was talking to him and there's this one part where the father says, I wish I could cry. I wish I could cry. And Steve thought that he was upset about, you know, the illness. And that's what, you know, he was going to be dying from. And he says, why, dad? Why are you um, wish you could cry? And he goes, because I wish that... All the love that I received, but I was never able to return. And it just made me think about my father and how he was then. But of course, you know, now things are better with him. Um, And, you know, he's, you know, much more open. He's much more, you know, very vocal about his feelings. And I think part of it was, you know, as he got older. And I think the other part of it, of course, the loss of my mom and his wife. Uh, that there's times that he he'll say stuff. Well, you know, your mother and I did this, or I wish I'd have done this for your mother. Or, I wish I would, have did this with you kids. You know, so there's things that I think he looks back and coulda, woulda, and shoulda. And so when I heard that, it, it got I got a little emotional today as I was listening to that. Um, and uh, so it, it you know it kind of uh, hit home a little bit. And the other thing is, that, see, on November the seventh um, was the one year anniversary of when we did the memorial for my mom and i had to work on the you know the the slideshow that i did for her and then um all the pictures were popping up and so it but this time you know because obviously we've i've had time to deal with it but it it you know it, it still you know is an impact on me about her loss and and I like i said i think about her all the time um and listening to these different books um it, it kind of you know, made me think about her because there's one part where after Steve Martin's father passed away that his mom told him, you know, I really wish that I would have, you know, confronted your father when he was treating you the way that he did. And I think in some ways, I think my mother probably wished she would have done the same thing too. And so it just, you know, again, it got me kind of thinking about her all day today. And uh, so it was, it was really, um something oh, now before I forget, um I wanted to tell you another thing that Roger did that I thought was amazing um is that see, my grandmother on my dad's side, um, she was probably the one I was most closest to, and she had died back in nineteen ninety four and um, and well, the thing is that my grandmother had tons and tons of grandkids and great grandkids, and so she and she lived very modestly, and one of the things that she did, um is that you know she would try to do things or make things for the kids like she would make cookies for like valentine's day and easter and and all this stuff and so she would and then she would get dispenses with her names on it or she would do things that she could do that could be more affordable and one of the things that she did for me or for us um is that she handmade us a pillow and it had like this felt material and it was red and well the thing is that you know she's been gone for all those years Well, she gave us these pillows when we were very young. And the thing is, I always kept my, I kept it. And as Roger and I were doing some moving and moving stuff around and, and all this stuff, I I found that and I showed it to him. And And the bad thing is that over time, you know, the seams on the pillow had broke open. I said, I really would love to get this fixed. And I told him this like months ago and, uh, And so this last weekend, um, by the way, we celebrated our third year anniversary on the 10th. And so this weekend we were, you know, going out and doing stuff for that. And um, and so he said, well, we got to go on an errand. And so I was driving and he says, pull into this um, little um, shop area. And so I did. And he says, I'll be right back and well then the next thing you know um and it was a tailor shop and so the next thing you know i was like what is he you know he didn't say anything about getting anything tailored he didn't say anything about getting shirts he mentioned about maybe getting shirts made for the wedding um but i thought we haven't done anything we haven't measured we haven't done anything so i didn't know what that was and then all of a sudden he comes walking out the door of the store and uh and inside his hands is this big bag and inside the bag was the pillow And I had totally forgot all about it. And I was just, and I started getting teared up and because this pillow is something that my grandmother who gave me, you know, made out of love for me and, you know, my fellow uh, relatives. And so just seeing that, it just, it just got me really tickled and it just further proved me that I found the right guy for me. And he's just been uh, amazing. And, uh, and he's been extremely, you know, generous for me for my birthday. And he says it's still not done. And, uh, this weekend, on um, well on Friday the 11th uh, Garth Brooks had this new box set and so for a month I was bugging him I said oh if you want you can get that for me if you're not going to do it I got to order it because I get the this box cd and his Christmas cd and I really want to get it and so I send him the link if you're going to do it that's fine but if you're not I need to order it because I want to make sure I get it because if you don't then I'm not gonna be able to get that special price and all this stuff and I he goes well you'll see you'll see and then it, the day came and I'm like did you get it and you know, and he goes well you'll see and then I was like well if you didn't get it I, and 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 then he was like, just be patient. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe you didn't get it. Well, if you're not going to do it, then I got to do it. And then the next thing you know, Saturday, I go get the mail, and (coughs) and there's a box from Target.com because you only can get an exclusive from (coughs) Target.com or the store. And uh, and so I saw it. And then he comes home and he hid the package, ladies and gentlemen. He hid it. How rude. And then I said, Didn't you get a package you want to give to me? And he looked at me and he goes, Oh, ruin the surprise way, don't you? And I said, well, it's kind of hard to ruin the surprise when you know that it's Target.com and you know what it is because I've been nagging him for about a month and I'm blah, blah, blah. And then he handed it over to me and there I was, ladies and gentlemen. And so I opened it and I was like, yay! And I spent all weekend and the last few days listening to it. It's really, really good. So you should take it out if you like You And now I just realized that it's 10 o'clock and I've got to go and the David's going to do the show because he's going to be running and then i got to get him and i got to go and i got to belch. Okay, so that hour went fast so i just want to say thank you so much for listening i love you people You're fabulous. so do me a favor go to rambleheaded.com or the twitter or the facebook for rambleheadhead and add me as a friend and say hello and leave me a comment and all this good stuff and i'm gonna post the show and then we go there and i gotta go because david's gonna yell me if i don't hurry up. so i gotta go okay all right i love you so okay so anyway so i wish y'all the best and, uh, I love you, and you'll be good, and you must have a wonderful day. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, goodbye, go. Shut up, I got you. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Fucking.